I'm George Faust. And I'm Madeline Adams. And this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY presents Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Hi, hello, and welcome to this edition of Inside Cajun Nation. I'm George Faust. On this edition, we will chat basketball, baseball. They start up their season. And UL softball gets ready for a matchup with one of the top teams in the country. But first things first, here's a stat for you. Louisiana baseball begins its 99th season of collegiate baseball this weekend. And this season will not be easy. UL has 16 games against eight schools, which compete in the 2021 NCAA postseason. They did that a year ago. Now, good thing is UL, according to head coach Matt Deggs, is creating competition up and down the roster. And you can see that manifesting itself in practice. You can flip a coin at practice. I don't know who's going to win. It, and generally, a lot of years, you see just one team. Because at this point, the fall is different because you try to mesh some guys and, and you just you try to match the teams evenly. Well, when you get back into spring training, it's starters versus guys you think are going to have a role. And usually it's one way, but this hasn't been the case. It's It's been uh, pretty evenly matched, if, and probably even more so with uh, what would be non-starters that day winning more than the, the starters have. All right, let's switch to basketball, where the Raging Cajun women have just two games remaining in the regular season. And in those final two matchups versus Georgia State and Georgia Southern, head coach Gary Broadhead will rely on the youth of his team to bring experience to the court. He believes at this point they are an invaluable part of the program that needs to contribute for the team's postseason success. You know, I tell the freshmen all that, all that, all the time. Now they're not freshmen anymore. You know, you've you've played through it. You kind of understand what we're doing. The speed of the game is still maybe a little bit fast for you, but you got used to it. So I mean. Um, you know, and we can continue to use that word consistent, you know. I think that's the biggest part of the young team is not they're, they're not always consistent. But um, and I, I think as coaches, we try to be as consistent as we can, you know, and, and coach them. And, and uh, you know, when they make a lot of mistakes, you just hug them and try to keep them going. You know, I think that's the part right now that's going to be important for us is is we got to stick together. We're limited on down to 10 players right now. And, you know, eight we're playing like eight pretty consistent like that so hey you know and I, I think that's a good and bad you know injuries are, are bad but if you're playing eight people and they're getting a lot of reps and all that it's it's good for their mindset and their focus but not great for their body so it, there's a give and take all righty still to come on inside Cajun Nation the Cajuns have a tall test on the softball diamond we're going to hear from coach Jerry Glasgow on the matchup with the Alabama Crimson Tide down in Tuscaloosa. It's gonna be a game at Lamson Park though. We're back in 90 seconds. Don't go away. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. We are back on Inside Cajun Nation. Thanks for staying up with us. The break between games is nine games for the Raging Cajun softball team. Nine games to focus solely on the number two team in the country, Alabama. The matchup will provide an early season marker of just what the Cajuns need to improve on and what they are performing well at. But make no mistake about it, head coach Jerry Glasgow 
is not out to just figure out where his team is. He put this schedule together to challenge and win with this team. And he's making sure his team will be fully prepared for the second-ranked Crimson Tide come February 24th at Lamson. We're going to get ready for Alabama. I mean, we got, we've got, that's the way I plan to schedule. We got, I want to, we got a really young team, and we have nine days to prepare to play a top five team. I think they'll be ranked number one or two in the poll tomorrow. I expect them to be vote ranked number two, um, and I expect them to be undefeated when they get here. <clears throat> so we can use those nine days to really get our freshmen and our newcomers prepared for that matchup. That's going to be a good one, no doubt about it. All right, still to come on Inside Cajun Nation, let's talk some UL golf. Golf coach Theo Sliman joins me for a look at the spring season that lies ahead. They just wrapped up from Mobile. They're headed to their next tournament in about a week or so. We'll have that coming up next on Inside Cajun Nation. Hi, hello, and welcome back into Inside Cajun Nation, everyone. George Faust. Always a pleasure to have our guest here. This is UL golf coach Theo Sliman. And coach, thanks so much for the time. Obviously, uh, we enjoy talking to you. Now that golf is, is kind of golf, getting back to golf season a little bit. So uh, kind of the excitement of, uh, of college golf. I, even I, this, is how, this is how much it is golf season. I actually went and played golf. Nice. I didn't do too well, <laughs> but I did play. <laughs> nice. It, it, I got out there. But uh, you guys are back in the swing of things, so to speak, as well. We are. Uh, yeah. Just wrapped up a uh, mobile tournament, uh, turn, uh, the uh, mobile intercollegiate. And uh, how, how did that go? And uh, yeah, well, well, thanks for uh, thanks for having having me on. Uh, always always enjoy the support you give us. Uh, mobile mobile was a, a slap in the face <laughs> with the old wet towel. Hoof. Uh, not, uh, not the way we were anticipating starting our, our spring campaign, um, as you alluded to. Um, no, the field was, field was, it was prime for the pickings with a, with a strong, uh, strong field there. Uh, a lot of opportunities and, and Cajun golf's bottom part of the lineup really did not take care of business, plain and simple. Um, you, can't, you can't have a, a fourth year guy and an a, a, a All-American transfer uh, Perform the way they did, and, and it's unfortunate in team golf. You know, you got to add up, add up four scores, uh, and individually count. So um, they'll respond. Uh, really like what I saw in their eyes uh, coming home uh, in the van. Uh, eyes of determination, not eyes of defeat. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm anxious, anxious to see how that how that response is. Yeah. It, it, do you think there was uh, any kind of rust? Is that what? what what's the, you know? It, it seems like you know. I guess October was the last tournament play no, uh, yep yeah. I, I wouldn't right? no rust they, they shouldn't have had that shouldn't have george been you've known me <laughs> that, that, that i'm I, I do not do well with excuses i understand um they were prepared no doubt um we we, we did a very intense job of preparing they 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 didn't execute gotcha uh, and 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 that's where that's where you know we sit down and talk a little bit about it after uh, post when we get back home and uh, I, liked what I, I liked what I saw in their eyes. I liked what I heard from them, from a plan, uh, individually, particularly the ones that didn't perform to par, not, no, <laughs> no pun intended. But uh, I liked what I saw in their eyes. I liked what I saw uh, with their self-reflection, honesty, um, taking ownership. Maturity is what that is. You know, in the past, that same player, maybe as a freshman, would have had a bunch of excuses and might have said that I was Rust, rusty yeah, coach. Yeah or my equipment wasn't here, or the weather was here, I had bad luck. 
these 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 guys did not. They took ownership, saying, you know, um, I, I need to change some things, uh, and tweak some things, and, and more importantly, they they had excitement with uh, how to say excitement with the uh, the the challenge yeah. to, to to redeem themselves. Now that's a that's a good thing as that's, a coach. You you yeah. want to see that, right? Absolutely. And, and that, so the the next time you guys have a shot. Uh, it, to to get back out there and compete is in, in Vegas, I guess, uh, or at the I guess it's in Nevada. It's not. Is it's, it yeah, it's, Vegas? It's, it's 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 around. Vegas. It's around. Yeah, <laughs> the airplane will land in Vegas. The golf team will not be in Vegas. You, you'll be at McCarran, but you will these, not no, be staying these, there. These 19, 20, 21 year olds will not be staying um, on the strip. I might gotcha. take them down to eat one night just to see it and observe it. But uh, yeah, we're playing at Lake Las, Lake Las Vegas, which is about 20 miles south. It's uh, a Jack Nicklaus design, oh, cool. um, Reflection Bay, beautiful golf course. Uh, and actually, ironically, not ironically, but the host is a conference school, Coastal Carolina. Okay. And Jim Guerin over there, the coach there, has a connection out in Las Vegas. And so it, it's a really, uh, really looking forward to this event. Mixed field, have some conference teams there, but have some Big Ten teams, have some West Coast teams. And uh, really, really excited to see, uh, to get, get, on, get back on the road. Lineup's going to change, obviously, yeah. you know, when you have a, 12th out of 14th place finish, and you have a couple of players finish in the bottom 10% of the field. You're going to switch. We're going to switch up the lineup, give some guys some opportunities, and, and ultimately, ultimately, uh, see, hopefully, going to see most of the guys play prior to the Louisiana Classic. So yeah. that'll be that'll be healthy for the team. You bring up the Louisiana Classics, and uh, uh, you talk uh, talk about uh, an event that uh, people get a chance to go watch some college golf. It's really kind of, it's a cool thing to watch because mm -hmm. you see these young men and they're competing and, and not only is it, is it they're competing, but they're competing against uh, some of the top teams in the country. And you guys do a great job with this Louisiana classics. Oh, yeah. uh, it's in what, like two and a half weeks. It'll we'll, be in the middle of March. Yeah. And yeah, and going to, going to lean on you to promote it a little bit because yeah, a lot of, you know, a lot of people are, are not say intimidated, but they don't realize one, it's free. Come out. It doesn't cost to come. Uh, secondly, Monday, you can have free lunch <laughs> when you come because former players cook a nice pastalaya for everybody, all the spectators, but uh, 37th annual, uh, Louisiana Classics. It's the third longest consecutive Division One college tournament in the country, and uh, this year it's it'll be my 14th. And, and I tell you this, George, it's the best field I've ever we've ever had. Yeah. Uh, your alma mater, number 10 in the country, is coming. Ole Miss. Hotty toddy. We have LSU, top 25 in the country, and and and, and you know you know the, the the Vermilion and White loves an opportunity to play against the Purple and Gold. Yeah. Um, Texas A&M is another SEC school. Mississippi State, another SEC school. Then we th throw in Kansas uh, State, and then we throw in Michigan, and we throw in down the road historical powerhouse University of Houston. To say the least, just that handful right there is, an, is enough yeah. in itself. And then we have the usual suspects that we see the you know top teams, uh, mid majors as Sam Houston, uh, conference foe Little Rock is going to join us, um, North Texas. Uh, UTSA, Illinois State. So, yeah, it, it's a great field. Uh, probably going to see out of the 94, 92 players we're going to have, you're probably going to see about 20 of them inside the top 100 in, in, in the country, um, which that, that's an easy kind of recipe to say is that that's future All-Americans this year, and those future All-Americans are future PGA Tour stars. So uh, we've had a long history. Of, of, of a lot of great players that have come through. And we have the number one player in the country uh, going to be playing for, for your alma mater, uh, Ole Miss. 
um, will be there. And uh, Suber is his last name, Jackson Suber. And uh, so, yeah, so guys can come out and support the Cajuns, obviously, first and foremost. <laughs> you know, uh, let's not get starstruck with who's coming, right? Because uh, I have a lot of confidence in this group. To, and, and when we get, the, we get the right five here for, for Raging Cajuns golf clicking, um, bring them on. It'll bring be, on Ole Miss, be, bring on LSU, bring on Texas A&M. Uh, we, we're, we're quite confident that our, our talent can compete. All right, Coach, don't go anywhere. We're going to come back with Coach Theo Sliman as we talk more Raging Cajun golf. I, I got a couple more questions on Louisiana Classics. Plus, we'll uh, talk a little bit about some of the players that he's excited about uh, when it comes to this spring season. That's coming up in 90 seconds when we return on Inside Cajun Nation. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. Thanks so much for staying up and sticking with us. Theo Sliman is our guest, the head golf coach at the University of Louisiana. And coach, uh, we were, when we left, we were talking about uh, Louisiana Classics. Uh, one of the things I think is so cool about uh, this area and, and, and this unique community is, is the fact that, you know, people support local. They really do. I mean, when, even if it's the, the uh, Chittimacha Louisiana mm -hmm. Open, People like to go to that. It's your tournament. Uh, what what kind of support uh, have you seen, and do you need to make it a successful event? Well, you said this was a thirty-minute segment. I, <laughs> I could I could use well, all the whole you, show is thirty I, minutes. I could use yeah. all of your thirty minutes just to th just to thank the support <laughs> that that we get. It's incredible, and you're absolutely right. The the golfing community in South Louisiana, uh, with the you know we, we're we're the week week of the Louisiana Open as well. Uh, so South Louisiana is going to get its feel of golf yeah. starting on Sunday with the Louisiana Classics and going through the next Sunday with, uh, with the Chittimacha Louisiana Open there. So, um, no, it, it, we, we're overwhelmed with the amount of support we get. You know, we, we're unique with our tournament. Uh, the practice round is a, is a collegiate am where we have five supporters putting up a hefty penny to play with five uh, collegiate golfers and they have kind of little little like a college am or a pro-am yeah. uh, atmosphere and we have you know the, the mr mosing and mr smith and mr tebow and mr finch and these guys they they come together and cook you know i can't remember how many pounds of meat they cooked <laughs> it was it was ridiculous the amount um something else that's unique uh, to to the louisiana classics is uh, we're we're on t tv on espn plus right so uh, a huge thank you to um to Dan McDonald and Gerald Broussard, right. uh, and then our, our sports crew b back at, at, at uh, the Cox Building for, run, for masterminding that. But uh, Dan and Gerald have done a tremendous job. They really do their homework. Uh, they, they prepare greatly for it, and their goal, their goal every year is to, to cover each and every player. Now, we have 92 players in the field, so that, that's a lofty goal right. in a matter of three rounds of golf. But they, they manage to do it every year. They, they yeah. cover every kid, and it's neat for these kids. I mean, they're coming from all over the world, right? And so you got a mom and dad, a grandma, grandpa sitting in London, England, uh, you know, anxiously watching their son, their son or grandson compete. That, that's, that's pretty special. I'm proud of that. Very, very proud and very uh, honored to to have that support there with that. Uh, you know, the, and you, you talk about uh, it, it being on TV, which we have talked about before, but the most unique thing about it, I mean, it's not that it's on TV. I mean, now everything's on TV, but the cool thing about the way you guys do it, or, or you started it basically. Yeah. It was the first collegiate golf event yeah. of its kind on any kind of 
broadcast. Yep, absolutely. They, the started, streaming started. I can't remember how. That's a while seven back, seven or eight yeah. years ago, uh, when it was. Yeah, it was. It was very. Uh, now you see a lot more, but back right. then it was. It was. It was one of the first, and then, and then the conference kind of saw it and and and. Wait, good idea. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Let's do it. Uh, so yeah, but the the support and then Oakbourne. I mean, the, you know, the, let, let's give credit where credit's due. Mm -hmm. This tournament's been out at Oakbourne, just like Le Triumph is shutting down to its members for the Chittimont, for the Louisiana Open. Oakbourne shuts down and and really puts out the red carpet for, for these teams and coaches and and, and players. So uh, I can tell you this, uh, you know, and, and I, you can go and poll. Uh, all, most of the kids that compete in the Louisiana Classics and ask them, what's your favorite tournament of the year? What's one of your favorite? And I would say nine times out of ten, the answer is going to be the Louisiana Classics. Yeah. Uh, what, what is, uh, this brings me to a question that wasn't scripted. What, what is it about putting on a tournament? Uh, is there a key to making it uh, successful? Is, is, it, is it maybe the way you treat the treat the participants or what is there is there a, like a, a successful formula yes yeah, good to, to having a, a that's a very good question uh, and I say that it would start with the support that you mentioned uh, we have our vermilion links club which is our our, our mechanism for fundraising uh, booster club however you want to label it sure. we have a, a board there uh, that, that runs this tournament um, and it starts with you, know, you got Jeff D'Amico Matt Smith Paul Jones, David Church, and Ryan Hagel. And these guys, they, they meet, they removed me from the text thread so that I w didn't have any involvement with it. And they, they, they take care of it. They take care of getting the sponsors, the, to, to, the, to the little things as the lunches and, 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 and whatnot. But it starts with them. If we don't have that tournament committee passionate about this tournament, it, 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 it is not as successful as it can could be. Secondly, I think it's paying attention to the details, the little things. There's so many little things that we do with this tournament. For example, a small little thing that we do is, you know, each participant and coach, we, we take their lunch order, you know, to, to exactly from old time. And we give it specific to Ole Miss, their five, if you want two turkeys, a ham, and it's hand delivered to them on the golf course. It's a gotcha. small little thing, but it's... It, it goes a long it way. It goes a long way. Sure. Um, and, and so paying attention to the little things. Uh, and, and then lastly is the Cajun way, and, and that's service. You know, come on, we, we're, we're Cajuns, right? You, hey, Shad, you come to my house and I'm going to cook a gumbo for you, right? Right, right, well, right. It's the same thing here. You get these kids from all over the world that have never been to South Louisiana, and you show them, you show them the South Louisiana way. I remember years ago, uh, Illinois was number one in the country, and, and, and Ben Tebow, big supporter of ours and it went and bought each kid you know a little alligator head now, <laughs> NCAA might get upset back then it might have been illegal who knows but you know as a parting gift for right he, he had it's, them he had part of a, whenever they left on the airplane he gave them a you know a little alligator gift and uh, you know anyway it it's the that's the last piece is just really making these teams feel very very welcome as with the Cajun hospitality a guy who is no stranger to uh, the Cajun way and Cajun hospitality is, is one of your golfers. It's Eli Ortego, and he's been able to kind of catapult himself into uh, a position where he's catching people's eye. Uh, what do you like about him, and, and where do you see him, him moving from here? Well, he, he's obviously a tremendous talent. And, and beyond, now I can say, multiply his talent by 10 is the, is the heart 
and the and the maturity, the the character that that young man has. He's a, you know, he, he's a pleasure to coach. He's a beyond coaching. He's a pleasure just to be around. And um, he challenges me. I learn from him as much as he learns from me. Um, and, and he's had, yeah, he's came in, you know, in the fall. A lot of people don't realize golf is is a fall and a spring sport. But right. he just came off of Mobile, where he he had a career best uh, three rounds under par. The first time he's he's done that in in his young, young, young career. Uh, we'll see a lot more of that, I can assure you. Um, and out of six tournaments, that's his third top 10. So 50% of his tournaments, he's finished in the top 10. Nice. Um, he, he has a tremendous, tremendous upside. The boy is a competitor. He loves to compete. Uh, and I'll say this, uh, you, you, it, it's rare, not say rare in an individual sport, but Eli finished sixth. Could have won the tournament. He, he, his putter, I don't want to say his putter let him down. I told his dad, his dad was there and mom was there. I said he had Visqueen on the, on the cup. Uh, he putted well, they just didn't go in. And, and so he, he was, he was in contention. He was close to winning. Uh, obviously he had some success, you know, finishing sixth as a freshman in that field is, finishing sixth as a senior in that field is, is, is remarkable. But he was still dejected that the team finished 12th. Mm. And that shows, that shows a, a, a tremendous, a, a lot about the character and the team aspect of that young man. Sure. Uh, from, a, from a golfing standpoint, he's got all the shots. Got all the shots, uh, got a short game that, is, that, is, that needs a little bit tweaking, you know, at, at times. Um, obviously with, say, the cold putter at times, but that's golf. I mean, right. if you win your money 80%, 80 percent of your money is won 20 percent of the time on the PGA Tour. So um, the consistency that he's displayed already is incredible. Hmm. And then the length. These, this, this kid, he was hitting drives 340 yards. <laughs> and we're not talking, it's February, George. Yeah. The ball's not like hitting concrete and running. It, it's, it, it's, it's booming it, it, out there. It, it, and it's yeah. soft. The yeah. ground's soft, and he's he's very powerful player. Uh, anyway, he, he's one to watch. Yeah. He, he he will be he will be in the runnings for what I anticipate as both an all-conference player and, and uh, freshman of the year. Uh, the last time we had that was Fernando Cruz, if you remember Fernando. Uh, so that was 2016-ish. Um, gotcha. So it, it'd be it'll be nice to nice to see some of that. But most importantly. Uh, Eli just—he's here. He, he loves to—he loves to compete, and and the boy has a—he has a goal to play the PGA Tour, and and he's here. He's—he—the he, learn and apply, learn and apply is a message that we try to send, and and he's really bought into, to to learning and applying. That's Coach Theo Slavin. Thanks so much for your time, and uh, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of Inside Cajun Nation. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation.